0: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush, Rush,
1: Rush. Rush, Rush. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here on Talk Radio 77. All my
0: friends, no low.
1: Joining us on our Black Friday, most early rush hour, our dear friend from the Center for Immigration Studies. You can find Todd Bensman at the Center for Immigration Studies.org, Center for Immigration Studies.org. Todd, it's been a while. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, it has been a while.
1: Yeah, Todd, you have a, before we even begin. since it's Black Friday, I want to tell people you have a new book that's available for free, for pre-order right now. In time for Christmas, you can give somebody, a a stocking stuffer, a pre-order for your new book on the border. Tell us about the book, Todd.
0: So the book is called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Uh, published by Post Hill Press, Bombardier Books. It'll be out in uh, February in bookstores nationwide. And this book is everything that you ever wanted to know about how this mass migration crisis, the greatest mass migration border crisis in American history, got started, what caused it, what it looks like, and how to get out of it.
1: Wow. And that is, it must be a powerful read. You have been down on the border. You have not only been on our southern border, but you have been on the southern border of Mexico and Central America. Your reports have been outstanding. We learned from you things that we haven't learned anywhere else in the news. For instance, one of the things that I keep citing, Todd, from some of your earlier reports is the involvement of the United Nations and also of a few religious orders in helping to fund this surge of illegal immigration into the United States. One of the things that I've learned is how the uh, amnesty, our amnesty program has been abused. And Title 42, which you brought up months and months and months ago, Title 42 was recently in the news, a federal judge kind of did Biden a favor and said hey this whole uh, t- title 42 thing is is not good let's get rid of it can let's maybe start from there what is title 42 for those people that don't know why is it important and what is this current state this is a three-part question what's the current state of our borders
0: so title 42 was is a CDC. Uh, It has nothing to do with immigration, but it allows – it allowed President Trump to shut down the southern border and uh, instantly expel everybody that uh, Border Patrol could lay hands on back into Mexico and deny all of them the chance to claim asylum, which is massively abused to get into the country ordinarily. So the numbers fell precipitously. That was in March of 2020. Biden inherited it kept it in place for a little while but opened up these huge exemptions in in it that caused this border crisis families pregnant women unaccompanied children those people all got a pass on title 42 until millions are were uh, moved inside the country so the latest with it is that you know the administration has been trying to get rid of it but it's the last speed bump to literally just hundreds and hundreds of thousands a month pouring through to take advantage of these Biden policies, because Biden's just letting everybody in under this other authority called parole and uh, letting them claim asylum later, uh, ostensibly. And so there's this huge, huge numbers coming through. Well, he kept a little – he kept, a court kept it in place when he tried to get rid of it. Now a court has eliminated it completely, and it looks like it will go away on December 21st. Already the world is coming. The intelligence community is estimating that as many as 540,000 a month will be crossing over that border once Title 42 goes away. So there there is this massive uh, like World War II kind of preparation going on in the federal government right now to handle this incredible uh, tsunami that's coming to the border. Now, already the border is at historic crisis levels in terms of numbers, apprehensions. In 2022, we hit the all-time record for the nation's history of 2.37 million apprehensions and that doesn't count another 600,000 gotaways, at least, uh, just for fiscal 2022. Last year, it was uh, 1.7 uh, million who got through. So altogether, uh, we're looking at you know four plus you know million apprehensions. This is like wildly beyond anything in the American experience. Uh, that's why the name of my book is overrun because we are literally overrun down there. And that's with Title 42. Once that title 42 is gone next month, man, oh my God, look out.
1: Now look New out. York and New York and uh, some other locales across the country where Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott were sending a few migrants to, complained loudly that they did not have the resources to take care of these. Now, these were just a few plane loads or a few bus loads of migrants that came through. In fact, New York ended up spending some $600,000 to build a tent with all kind of luxury uh, accommodations. And then they ended up not really using it. They complained loudly and said, this is a crisis, this is straining our budget. You just mentioned that over the course of the last year and a half, we have almost 4 million-plus apprehensions. How are the states that are near the border handling this influx?
0: Well, it's chaos and pandemonium all along the borderlands. Car chases three, four, five, six times a week in all these cities and towns Uh, just— people pouring through uh there's a conveyor belt system that moves them uh through they don't stay in the borderlands they're moving throughout the interior of the country including new york they've been going to new york the funny thing about the busing by the governors to me was that what are you complaining about they've been coming to your state on their own volition by the tens of thousands for a year and a half uh you know the governors are barely adding a, a drop to the ocean there, but uh, you know cities across the country—you know Lincoln, Nebraska; uh, you know Seattle, Portland, uh, New Jersey—you know all over Florida. I mean, every city in the country is just absolutely overflowing with these immigrants who are not being bused by anybody. They are buying bus tickets to go there with what
1: money how are they how are these now supposedly many of these immigrants are coming here and they are poverty stricken How are they affording bus tickets to get from uh, the, the, the border up to up to these places up to the heartland in some cases or, well, or New York
0: I've spent a lot of time with immigrants as you know. I always ask them where are you getting your money? Uh, And by the way, the bus tickets is—I mean, this is the least of it. These guys are spending you know $10,000 on Mexican cartel smugglers to to even get here. And uh, you know, these are fortunes for people coming from impoverished places supposedly. And I always ask them, where do you get your money? And the answer mostly is, you know, I have relatives and friends in the U.S. that are wiring it to me. So they're getting it from – they're getting their smuggling money from U.S. relatives who then they'll pay back when they get their work permits. And also sometimes they borrow it from the cartels, uh, and then in which case they go into this kind of indentured bondage. I wouldn't say that's a majority of them, but, but there's that too. Some of them smuggle drugs in to defray their costs, and some just raise the money from the village. From their relatives back home, everybody puts in, chips in, and then, you know, Jose comes to the U.S., uh, claims asylum, and then pays them all back with interest. So it's worth it for everybody uh, to invest in somebody who's pretty much going to be here for the rest of their lives working and earning U.S. dollars.
1: My goodness. What can the nation do? You said that part of your book is how we can actually start to solve the problem of this unimpeded flow of illegal immigrants. What can you give us as a hint as some of the things you're thinking?
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing is acknowledge that you are an alcoholic. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's what they say about alcoholism. I don't mean to be flip about that, but. If you don't acknowledge that you have a problem, you can't fix it. And this administration routinely goes in front of the public and says, there's no problem down there. There's no crisis. The border is under control. And that's just a flat out lie. That is an addict that cannot admit they have a problem. Okay, so that's number one. And my book just absolutely drives this home, why this is a crisis Uh, and the numbers that back this up, the government numbers that back this up. Number two is the U.S. Asylum Law. The U.S. Asylum Law is so massively abused. I have a huge chapter in the book called Insane Asylum, Uh, probably 10,000 words of just evidence, my evidence from field work about how people are lying their way through this asylum system that they don't deserve, that was built for people who really need asylum. That asylum law has to be tossed and rebuilt so that it can't be abused the way it's being abused. Uh, Another thing is that there are these loopholes, these legal loopholes that are very fixable. You just have to want to fix them. Trump came very close to fixing. One of them is called the Flores loophole. Google that. Flores oh yes, the Lucha. Flores
1: Agreement. This Flores Agreement yes. that, that by the way, Democrats have bludgeoned Republicans with saying that, that that Trump and others want to separate the children from their parents. This was a law put in place during the Clinton administration. It was suggested by people like the ACLU as a way to to, to keep children. Out of the holding facilities with their parents for extended periods of time. This is nothing to do with the way that it's been politicized. So I'm glad you mentioned yeah. this, Flores. Flores glad. I'm sorry. Flores Continue.
0: Loophole, Flores loophole must be fixed, closed up, sewn up, for for this type of thing to to end. And uh, the book the book goes into a number of other. Uh, Uh, Issues that have to be fixed. But for the most part, our immigration enforcement system, our immigration law is great. It does. It says that we should do exactly what we should be doing to control the border. So the law does not need reform, in my opinion. The law is good. Everything about it is, is almost perfect. But the administration's that come into office don't enforce it. They use something called prosecutorial aversion of prosecutorial discretion with the law. Prosecutorial discretion must be eliminated. if, If we have to come in and make a new law saying you can't use prosecutorial discretion, then so be it, but the law just simply needs to be enforced as Congress intended. And those are three or four of the biggies.
1: Well, Todd, we look forward to having you on in the future as we, because this is not an issue, sadly, that's is going to be going away anytime soon. And uh, also to hearing more in depth. And this book, we can't wait to, to actually have you on when your book is out. Again, you can pre order the book. Give the name one more time, please.
0: It's called Overrun. How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. And folks, we are only just beginning. We have two more years of this to go. By the time the Biden administration's first term is up, we should have about 7 million people inside the country from over the border. Unbelievably uh, beyond American experience.
1: Wow. Todd, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for the great work. I, I don't know why... Todd, you have not been nominated for journalism's highest awards. The work that you have done, I'm I'm not kidding. The work that you have done is simply incredible, and nobody on the national scene is doing quite what you do in the way that you do it. Going there, the in-person interviews, the collecting of the data, you've just been remarkable with keeping Americans informed at the failures that are going on on our own border. And thank you so much for joining us, Todd. Happy Thanksgiving Day weekend, and uh, we hope to speak with you soon.
0: Thank you.